We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. everyone and welcome to the Gilcast. You're either listening to this on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast or the Roto Grinders Fantasy Football Podcast feed. I'm Davis Maddock. I am joined by Nate Noling and Sammy Reed here just begging. I'm actually I just sent an email to um the official stats provider of the NFL seeing if there's anything we can do to get Rico Dowdle's touchdown uh changed over to Tony Pollard. If they could go ahead and do that, good slate. Nothing really to complain about other than my own obvious stupidity. Why did I not learn about Josh Kelly, guys? I mean, what 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 about last not week? Not good led at football. Me, what about last week led me to believe we all left last week going out. Kelly, he stinks. AJ Dillon, he stinks. I learned my lesson with AJ Dillon. Didn't play AJ Dillon this week. Aaron Jones. What what what's the deal? What it's is buddy, the it is, deal? Just it is time to admit, you and me, Davis, because we played Josh Kelly again. We don't know ball. No, like, I did two. I did two things that were like zero ball knowledge this week that I'm just gonna have to eat L's on. And and Not the good. worst part, the worst part for the listeners is Nate is taking no L's, like zero L's from Nate Noling. I mean, this there's, is just... there, and there's a there's a huge L he needs to take, and he's gonna be like, no, dude, you don't understand when you look at the whopper. Like, I'll take I, there. There will be one L I'll take, but. This maybe a first, maybe a it, first it, in the a history of this program. It's, a tiny one. it's not a tiny one. It's a huge one, but it doesn't matter because you one v one the entire field on defense and won by thirty two points. Spoiler alert: when you get thirty three points from your defense, pretty hard to not win when you get thirty three points from your defense. But you did do one extreme ball knowledge thing. We'll talk about that here in a second. Nate scored two hundred and eleven point two four points 
and DraftKings.com, cash games, Whirling Dervish. If you want to send Sammy games, it's Whirling Dervish. I bet you get no invites, Sammy. I bet you get literally no invites. Huh? I mean, after people see that I played Josh Kelly two weeks in a row, they're going to be full. People are going to be like Googling how to spell Whirling Dervish so that they can send me invites. Um, so Sammy, you scored 161.78. I scored 160.38. What did we have that was even? Oh, it was just, it was literally just, uh, I don't even, well, oh, I played Ford and you played Madison. So that was, I don't that even was know the what you guys difference did. there. I mean, I can take a zero for my defense and I'm still. I could take negative 15 for my defense and I'm still up on you guys. Well, you, Yo, you can, won, can you, you, can you mute him Davis? Can we just mute Nate for he, the rest well, of the program? He one V one does. He one V one does Keenan Allen versus Tony Pollard and won by 30 points on that, um, <laughs> which, which to be honest, to be honest, I, 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 I actually think even before, you know, 1159 AM central time, I think Nate was right. And I think we were wrong, not because Pollard is a bad play or because his usage is questionable in any way. I mean, you, you could Sammy, I'm sure you and I are sitting uh, looking at this game, just tilting our goddamn faces off and Pollard still totally got completely fine. You know, so like be- better than any in- season of Jonathan Taylor usage ever, right? I mean, he's had 20 carries in every game. He's had four or five targets in every game. But anyways, uh, this is the team that Nate played. Kirk Cousins, Alexander Madison, Zach Moss, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jaden Reed instead of Tank Dell, Zach Ertz, Good. Tony Pollard, and the Bills defense. Um so this is this is the t- that's not the team that most people played though. You you would have been very unique in most contests playing that game. The team that most people played was Kirk Cousins, Alexander Madison, Zach Moss, Christian Kirk, Justin Jefferson, Mike Williams, Durham Smythe. Then who was the flex play in that? Li- oh, Kelly. Kelly was the flex play in that lineup, and then the New York Jets defense. What I did versus that big train was I played Tony Pollard and Tank Dell over Alexander Madison and Christian Kirk. Yeah, that's felt, so, that's so much better. It's I so felt, much. Better. I felt ex- incredibly good about that, and in fact, I think this team obviously this team would have had a chance to win anyways because everyone other than Kelly scored really well. But I played the Commanders' defense, which was the second most owned defense. The Jets' defense was the number one most owned defense, but the third most owned defense in DraftKings NFL DFS cash games was the Buffalo Bills, and they scored 33 points and dunked on anyone who did not play them. Honestly, I I feel completely fine about the Zach Moss fade. In fact, I feel really good about that relative do, to do do you. I Dude, think you that feel, you feel you feel good you feel about, good about Josh Kelly over Zach Moss. I think I think that structurally the right thing to do was to play Tank Dell. I think that I think that playing the the more balanced lineup where you had what was it four guys between five and six K. I think that was the wrong structure to use. Now, here I'll just I'll just read my team out. This was the team I played. Played Kirk Cousins, Josh Kelly, Jerome Ford, Justin Jefferson, Mike Williams, Tank Dell, Dalton Kincaid. Tony Pollard and the commander's defense. So I feel really good about not playing Zach Ertz and I feel really good about not playing Durham Smythe. I just played a shit bum in their spot. Right. And Kincaid Kincaid had their first two catches of the game 
they ran a screen to him and then he got a catch on the second play. And I was like, I'm going to smoke these losers. All these people played Durham. So I, I pulled up Durham Smythe's game logs before uh, the game started. And I, he's been in the NFL since 2018. He's never topped 60 yards. He has never scored multiple touchdowns in a game. I was like, I'm not losing to Durham Smythe teams. I want a chance to give the blade. I did not think that the Jets were such an unimpeachable play that I absolutely had to have them. I thought the Bills were fine. My lineup didn't have this. I couldn't find a good salary permutation to get to the Bills. Obviously, uh, that was stupid. But, you know, the commies versus the Jets would have been fine. And it even would have been fine if the Bills got like 12, but the Bills got 33. The the things that I feel bad about, I mean, Kincaid was, you know how Levitan does his must plays and his want plays? Kincaid, definitely a want play. Definitely nowhere in the neighborhood of, a must play. And it structurally put me into a bad spot where I played Ford instead of Moss, which to be honest, incredibly lucky for Jerome Ford to get to what to get 18.9 draft. Extremely like, lucky. Like, so lucky quarter, through the first quarter, it looked like he wasn't going to get more than five carries. Yeah. I mean, they, he was, they had, was, they had at one point in the first quarter, they had five different players five. who had a rush and none of them were Jerome Ford. Yeah, it looked like the whole game plan was basically to substitute the Nick Chubb rushing game for like Elijah Moore schemed touches. That basically Correct. like and, the and, whole and, thing. and it was time they felt it was time to let Watson cook. Yeah. And and even when even Where when Zach they were... Moss was the polar opposite. Zach Moss yes. got so I don't understand how you could say you feel good about fading the, the value. I guess I guess I didn't view the gap in Obviously, in hindsight, I was wrong about Jerome Ford's role. I thought he would have more. And it's not like he didn't get any touches. I think he got 11 rushes and five targets, which is not great. Uh, like, I guess pre-lock. Yeah, not, I, not great, bro. Not great when Zach Moss had 30, three zero carries and three targets, and including a Randy Moss. Like, oh, my he, God. Moss, he, Moss's touchdown was sick. Yeah. Bro, he mossed somebody, and he is Moss, and he just, like, absolutely smashed. I mean, my my issue is playing him over – is playing Kelly over him. And I actually didn't have the 100 yeah. bucks, but, like, that's, that's I don't I think I would have anyways. And, frankly, like, it just take away my card. I mean, what the, what the shit am I doing? Josh Kelly is a no-talent ass clown. And I knew yeah. it after last week, and I admonished myself after last week, and then I looked at the projections again this week, and oh, what a value. Oh, Josh no, Kelly. Number, you number one value play. You got to play him. I mean, fire me into the goddamn sun. I it just, I don't know ball. Like, throw me out of here. Like, get get somebody else on the Gil cast. Um, I can't do this anymore. I'm just, I'm so bad. So bad. Josh, I'm, I'm, I'm the DFS version of Josh Kelly. It's it's really terrible. That that is the one I don't feel bad about playing forward because in like my my thought on him was that maybe he siphons off some of the low value touches, you know, the early down rushing stuff, like the the schemed Elijah Moore stuff, but that he would have a role in the passing game. I, obviously, I did not anticipate two receiving touchdowns like that. That was not my projection for him, and I I mean clearly I was a little bit wrong on. Moss's role too I thought it would be I thought it would be unlikely for him to run back every single running back touch and he 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 more or less did the the fade I felt really good about was Madison I I I thought I put I kind of put Madison and Kelly in the same bucket of just being like Madison is also a no talent dust ball and 
I mean, it, that's that's like a real like if you played Madison, you're like he just ran bad. You know, he should have done X, Y, and Z. And then if you didn't play Madison, you're like motherfucker fumbled. He got stonewalled a bunch, but he also was wide open for a receiving touchdown, and Kirk just missed him. So clearly, I think process wise, the right grouping of guys was Madison Moss and, and Ford and Ford. Yeah. Yeah. At least, at I, least Nate, we, uh, we, we binked that Madison over 11 and a half carries on prize picks, baby. I mean, yeah. easy game. You got 20 easy. Game. That was easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Running back was really, really difficult this week. This was uh, like, obviously it was a winning week for me, but it was like one of the tougher weeks of cash I've had in a long time. This morning I was, there were so many running backs that there, I thought there were was a play. lot. Of I was plays. this close to playing Mostert. I thought I Mostert was a great play. Yeah. Um, I think I had Mostert until like 1130 and then I swapped. How to, how, how tilted would you have been watching a chain just run nuts in the first quarter? And I then know. like you would have, you would have been like, Oh, well, I'm never going to get there now. But like, I legit thought there were like six running backs that someone could flop versus me that I would have been okay with. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I think, thought I think Pollard, Madison, Kelly, Moss, and Ford. I think Ford. all were were. But but that makes the Kelly play worse because literally yeah, everybody worked does. out except Kelly. Yeah, it, it makes Kelly it, had, it, Kelly had eleven rushes for twelve yards. There's there's Bro. literally there's literally no defending it. Like the Kelly play is like it's it's terrible. Like I'm bad. If like I was making fun of people last week for for playing bad. Like when I play bad, I gotta own it. Playing Kelly this week was terrible and and we all should have known better and it, it was just awful so nate nate's team scored 200 uh 211.24 points you played kirk cousins we all played cousins you, madison moss mike williams who we all played as well Jaden reed no ball knowledge but what you did know was you knew ball and you played keenan allen who basically had the brandon marshall game i mean yeah, unreal Unreal, yeah. mate. Great stuff. Unreal. I mean, I, I was... mean, they just one v ones. Both Tyreek and Justin Jefferson go ham, and it doesn't matter because Keenan Allen wastes them both without getting in the zone. Like that is ball knowledge. I well, gotta say, he he did he did get in the zone. He threw a touchdown. Only fourteen percent owned in the match. He threw a touchdown to Mike up. Williams. Yeah. Which you got to play for that in the cash games when you can get near wide receiver to throw it to your other wide receiver. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Keenan Keenan run out was great. It was it was a tough swap, but I overall felt the balance builds and cash were the right way to go. I think the only way that people who played bad this week were the people who paid up for Tyreek and um, Jefferson and didn't go balanced. There were some lineups that you, people you, were wait, putting out playing two punts. playing one of them or yeah, both you've of you, them? you've lost your brain, Nate. What are you talking about? There were people who played both. There were people who played oh, both. Both, and oh. both is bad. Both yes. is bad. One and of I think the balanced lineup. I think the balanced lineup gives you access to way more ceiling than these like stars and scrubs when when people try to do that. And I, I just I understand with Tank and and um, and Reed that there were two playable guys, but I just think the floor that you take on when you do that is just not worth it. So All right, now I think eat, that was like eat, the worst your, build I saw. Eat your small amount of shit for not respecting our short King tank Dell. Just the people need it. Just, just come on. Yeah. Yeah. Tank Dell was the play. I mean, I was looking at tank Craycraft or Reed landed on Reed. The, again. the Craycraft slappies. I played him a little bit in tournaments, but the Craycraft slappies, I mean, come on. Tank Dell was staring everyone in the face. Okay. To be fair about the Craycraft thing, he did get hurt and like left first quarter like i mean 
we you have no he, idea. He this wasn't going to go five forty five and one though. Like, let's be honest. Well, he might have gone five forty five and one, but he wasn't going to go. He was what? What did Tank end up getting? I mean, he had he got the hundred yard bonus. Tank went. Honestly, uh, Tank is more of a me play, sorry, and five, Reed is more one, of a you play. Si- five, one forty-five and one. Yeah, yeah Tank that's his Because Reed is a legit baller. Reed is Reed makes plays. Reed gets separation. Reed is Tank, like Tank does too. Tank is a Tank nah, is Tank's a, a volume king. guy. Where Reed is like a legit. He alpha. almost had he almost had two fifty-yard plus touchdowns in this game. He got tackled. He got tackled on the one. I mean, it was like a jump ball, and they just ended on the one-yard line instead of in the end zone. But then the other one, he was he created a bunch of space and beat everyone to the end zone. Tank is legit. Yeah, it was bad. I should have played Tank over Reed. I should have. I mean, I yeah, I felt it, bad about that. I actually I I I played with the the double punt lineup with Reed and and with Tank to try and do the Justin Jefferson I think Tyreek it's objectively thing. bad. But the reason why I decided it was bad was I expected there to be like 87 total plays run in Saints Packers. That's not what's not what ended up happening. It ended up getting a little bit more high volume but like those are just two teams that want to i mean not that there were that many passes like the saints threw 35 and the oh i guess the packers got to 44 reads reads still like seven targets he saw fewer than musgrave by the way musgrave is just gonna every week musgrave's gonna be like he's running all the routes he's getting all the targets and it's i mean i guess he outscored he outscored the tight ends that everyone played in cash this week which is hilarious you were smart to not play Durham Smythe. Durham Smythe was a was not a great play. It it was uh, smart. Whatever, it was bro. smart. It was smart in a player takeaway. It was smart in a player takeaway, but structurally, it led me down a bad path because it got me off of the Bills defense. Not not well, no, that but I it got like, you a it got you a one v one with like six points of leverage versus the chalkiest train in double ups. The chalkiest train in double ups was your team with Smythe and Jets. Smythe, yeah, Smythe and Jets. So. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think like, so there, we talk about this a lot that like the cheap tight end, like a lot of the times you just eat that. But I don't think you eat it when you like literally cannot get buried by them. The Dolphins scored 70 points and Durham Smythe got one reception. Like Durham Smythe was never, ever ending you. Now, Ertz. What are are you talking about, dude? Tyreek Hill had like two targets after half. Like they, they just, their running backs ended up going off. How can you say, oh, a tight end on a team that scored 70 points is a bad play. Like stop this. He's a lineman. He's a lineman. He is never, he is never going to, his, his career high in targets is six. He's never, I mean, I guess he could score twice. He could do. It's seven and he did it last week. Or week one or whatever it was like. Yeah. Did he had seven? He's had in his two games this year, he had seven targets and three targets. I'm not I'm not buying that Durham Smythe can bury me. He's been he's been in the NFL since 2018. His career best game, you're right, seven targets last week. His career best game is five for fifty-nine. I, I'm not buying, I'm not that now Ertz, I think, could have buried me just via volume. And honestly, I wasn't that into I was clearly not playing that into playing Ertz because I played Kincaid, but got a little bit lucky there in the sense that the Cardinals got up instead of getting boat race in that game. But if it was like the commanders game where they were down the entire time, Ertz, um, Ertz almost Ertz scored too. Times. They did, they did like a, they did like a little shovel pass to him and he just like old man fell when somebody tripped him instead of, instead of plunging into the zone. I, I'm pretty sure Durham Smythe would have scored on that play, by the way. I, I think Ertz was, I don't know. The clear he was play. fine. Like from he a was... cash game standpoint, like you, you take that volume. It didn't work out here, but like, I don't care how old and dusty he is. Like, 
take that volume at tight end. I, I, I think that want playing Kincaid over Ertz is way worse than want playing Kincaid over Smythe. Well, the thing is there's 600 bucks different. Like that's, that's the but, issue. But bro. my, but my lineup, my lineup specifically um, created that leverage. Yeah. Um, I'll, I, I should say my lineup because we haven't said it yet. Um, I played cousins and Madison. So Madison was not very owned. Um, he projected really well. He was only about 8% owned. And I mean, in retrospect, like, you know, he didn't score and he didn't get the bonus. So it's kind of like he didn't smash, but he got 20 carries and what five catches. I mean, that's, that's pretty good value. I think his, his run out was a little bit poor. Could it could have had a much better game. So I played those guys. I played Josh Kelly because my brain has no grooves in it whatsoever. I played Tyreek Hill at the at the big receiver spot. And, you know, if if we, we uh, should actually we know we should talk about that a little bit because yeah. Tyreek was projected for more points than Justin Jefferson by every projection site. But ev- like Jefferson was uh, Jefferson was 66 percent owned and Tyreek was 22 percent owned. That's pretty interesting. That was really shocking to me because I, I like I told you guys, I thought it was Tyreek all day. And then when I saw double up ownership, I was like, wait, what? Like, why was Jefferson so high on? Because this was the game. Everybody, oh, everybody just wanted this game. It, environment. it, it was, it was, the and game. people played cousins. So they yes. wanted to, they're like, I got cousins. I want to have Jefferson. That's why people did it. See, I to think, me, it's the exact opposite because I had cousins. I knew I was getting exposure to anything. Jefferson does. We're not having anything in that Miami game. When, when, when Tyreek goes off for, 160 and three i would have been hosed like if i would have so i in think this, in this situation i don't think it matters because everybody because everybody's playing cousins right i mean what was cousins owned he was 67 percent on everyone's playing cousins so it's really like exposure or not like this isn't like a 10 percent owned you know quarterback i mean everybody's playing this guy in cash so it's it really is just tyreek versus jefferson yeah i don't know I think there's situations where where this is important, but it, in a slate where the quarterback is so owned like this, I don't think it matters. Um, I I ultimately sided with the mid IQ logic of I have Kirk. Kirk is never. I I went at the other perspective than Nate, which is that if I'm playing Kirk at what was he, seventy uh, percent owned, he is getting there. 0% of the time, not bringing Justin Jefferson along with him. So if I'm already saying that I'm dead, if cousins doesn't get there, like I'm especially in head to heads, I'm dead, Wait, but you're not, but you're not dead because games. everyone's, everyone's playing cousins. Why? Well, so I'm like these days, um, the double ups are honestly too good. I'm, I'm about 80% of my volume in head to heads. I'm, I accept every invite. I'm, I'm like lurking the lobbies a little bit. I, I, I'm still playing the double ups. But I think they are, because of the train stuff, they're just less profitable um, yeah. I, than than they used to be. So yeah, at this point, I've almost considered rolling out a different lineup in double ups than I do in my head to heads. I'm almost considering like, what do I think the train's going to be, and how do I get some leverage off this train? Because the trains are now five percent of the field, and it, it really comes down to whether or not you're going to beat the train or not. Uh, where head to head. It's a totally different ballgame. Like if so for me, like I was like looking at it, I was going through games and it was like, if I got the Pollard touchdown that I needed, I was going to pass two huge trains, but without it, I I was like stone dead. Right. Like just like, it's just, it was so, I mean, it's so frustrating uh, to be 
and also it's very frustrating to know if I literally just played any other breathing human being other than Josh Kelly, it would have been fine. You're on mute. You're on mute, Sammy. Literally the worst play on the slate. I mean, literally the worst play on the slate. I mean, we played him two weeks in a row in cash. We we spent a bunch of fab on him in the pentathlon and started him over Kenneth Walker last week when Walker scored two touchdowns. By the way, didn't make the same mistake. By the way, by the way, but, by the way, the Chargers play the Raiders at home next week. Oh, uh, we got are, 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 are we Martin Galing? Hopefully, uh, no. Uh, it sounds like this Eckler thing is gonna is not resolved. He didn't get in any practices this week. No, he did. He's when, he's gonna be out through the bye. Like, yeah. When they yeah. asked Daly about it, they were like, "Oh yeah, he's working hard to get back in a couple weeks." Like, it doesn't. It does not no. sound. It does no. not sound. And I and I think really Mike good. Williams is dead. Also. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 his knee is. is yeah, he's t- he's dead. R.I.P. My seasonal teams, GGs. I wonder, I wonder what Quentin Johnson is going to cost next week. Uh, okay, so I I just to to summarize here, I got to eat a couple else. Um, the Kincaid want play, like even if in a vacuum, I think fading Durham Smythe and Ertz on a long enough timeline is plus EV. Just it just wasn't like a great spot to do it with Kincaid. And what ended up happening, I think, in the game was that they actually went back to the Deontay Hardy stuff that sort of was what I thought they were gonna do all year. Like I thought I thought Kincaid was this like terrible pick in seasonal and that Hardy in round 18 was the way to play it. Hardy ends up playing a bunch more. I think they got I think he got like seven touches in this game and they went away from Kincaid, but ultimately uh, I mean, obviously, the right the right way to play tight end was Laporta at four thousand. I mean, the dude, the dude absolutely yeah. smashed. Yeah, right. But, that's in a total. No one landed on Laporta in cash. Correct. I mean, I think the the best players, the best players with the best you know tools and projections and simulations, they probably played Kirk, Madison, Moss. Moss. Probably the best players had Kelly, I would guess, instead of Ford. But Ford, I think, was the better play. And then they would have had uh, Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, Tyreek Hill, Durham Smythe, and the Jets' defense. I think is ultimately in the, and I don't even know if that team won. I think it probably did. Well, it's, it, it, that's almost what I had. Almost. So I so I had Cousins, Madison, Kelly, and Pollard. And then I played Tyreek, Mike Williams, Tank Dell. So I didn't play Kirk. And then I played the Durham Smythe because, you know. Yeah, I thought Kirk was a lock. I thought Kirk and Williams were both locks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. At the end of the day, I think, you know, you can can parse all this shit between Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. But, you know, it's you're you're kind of flipping coins. Like their projection was essentially even. Tyreek's was a little bit higher. Certainly with Waddle out, it's like, okay, like, He's going to alpha it a little bit more. Um, probably better game environment on the other side. And I actually, I actually, I want to take that back. I think that I, I think that Tank was a lock. I actually do think that that Tank was a lock. You just, I mean, to get that type of role on DraftKings, where like you're expecting the Texans to throw like 40 or more passes in that script, and that, which is funnily enough, not even what ended up happening because they beat the Jaguars, which totally fucked us in Survivor. Like, yeah. so at least, so. at least Dallas lost too. So we got a couple there, but Stroud threw 30 times and tank led the team in targets. And I also like my prior on him is that I think he's good. Um, and I think he fits in a role that is like very useful for DraftKings cash. So I, I think tank was a lot. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I, I think it was optional. I, I think Kirk. Yeah. I think Kirk was a very good play. Uh, I just, I just thought that Dell was Dell was good. Like Dell's, Dell's our short king, and he is good. And you know, like you, I thought Stroud was going to have to throw a lot, and they'd be down. And uh, you know that that allowed me to you know get up to somebody like Pollard, who I just thought was a nut play. And even though he only scored eighteen points, man, I mean, you know, his role—he's essentially he scored, the number scored. two running. Yeah, we all we all jammed Pollard in. We all made mistakes getting Pollard into our lineup. Like I no, think all of no, us. It's not, not a mistake, man. Pollard was no, we made mistake. mistakes because of the Pollard decision. Yes. Like yes. I don't think uh, one of the three eight point eight three point six. I don't think Reed or um, Dell or Dell was the right play. I, I I think both of those were probably mistakes. But both of those, I, I think, balance would have been better. I think. Going up, like I think having Kirk being your cheapest wide receiver was probably the right build. But I, 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 I don't. Maybe you, you know you you definitely think of things from a median perspective and in cash. You know you you kind of want to come at it from that way. But the one player in that whole hodgepodge that is going to absolutely break the slate is Tony Pollard, yeah. right? Like he can be he can be the Pollard, the breaker. Pollard has the same ceiling as Tyreek or Justin Jefferson in a one game. Sample. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And even even in this game, I mean, twenty three rushes, three targets. It's you, like you, like like it's easy to look at eighteen points versus the Cardinals and be like, Pollard sucks. What did you think you were gonna get? And then you're like, well, if he just happened to be on the field during that screenplay that Dowdle got, he got he he gets what twenty seven. Well, like the Cowboys just suck the whole game, and you're like eighteen yeah. points, eighteen points in a floor game. I don't think people realize how nuts that is. Like Bijan got like nine and nine point five in a floor game today and he's the yeah. same price as Pollard like 18 points in a floor game is insane you know that that's like that's I mean it's not quite CMC levels but it's very very high it's getting close man it's yeah. getting close um and may, and I don't know you know I mean something that uh it's, it's not going to be a popular take on the internet but maybe Pollard is really one of these guys that 
loses loses too much efficiency when you give him the ball that much, and it actually will turn out that he was much better in his prior. Like, I I don't want to go there yet, just because it's been three kind of. I mean, every Cowboys game has been weird in one way or another, right? Well, what do you mean? Because he because he because he didn't like break off a, a super long touchdown or something. Yes, because that the thing that he used to own was you, he'd have these insane splash plays, and maybe now maybe he's heavier. You know, maybe he gained some weight. Maybe he changed his off-season training or whatever, and he's just not as capable. Or maybe it's just three weird games that the Cowboys have played. And I mean, you're always going to lose some level of efficiency the more the volume goes up. That's why yeah. I mean, bro, bro, two out of the three games he's averaged more than five yards a carry. Like the the one game where he was inefficient was last week versus the Jets. Yeah, like, I'm I'm not saying that clearly. Like I played him, I thought he was awesome. Um, but uh, but just like. Tony Pollard leads the NFL in expected points right now, or at least he did coming into the week. I don't have access to the updated stuff. He'll probably lead the NFL in expected points again after we, well, Tyreek will probably lead and expect, well, I don't know, but he's also like, he was negative 12 under expectation um, heading into this week. And he'll be more under expectation again after this week. Cause he had a bunch of carries in close that he didn't get in the zone. Yeah. Pollard's uh, a boss. He's the, he's the number two running back in fantasy. Like, let's not. Yeah, I, I, yeah I jammed in CMC last week. This week it was jamming in him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I just am looking at this, these three K wide receivers going like, I don't know. Their floor scares me. But yeah, I mean, Tank, I shouldn't have played Reed. I shouldn't have played Reed. Uh, okay, Nate, I, you're actually going to lead the GBPs this week because you played a. No, really let's, good... let's, let's, let's keep Nate last, man. He's got the hammer. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I played the double spy this week because I thought, I thought this week was exploitable because the ownership in the chargers Minnesota game was going to get out of control. I got one part of that, right? I did get one part. I, uh, the ownership in that game was, was completely absurd. These are some of the ownerships um, from the team that, uh, that one uh, Mike Williams was 30% owned tank Dell was 30% owned. Kenneth Walker was 20%, which I thought was a bit strange in a week with, um, you know, so many running backs to choose from. Not that I don't like Kenneth Walker, but I like Kenneth Walker is like a way better play when he's 9% on than when he's chalky just because of how he gets there, which is these explosive runs. And maybe that's not even true. Maybe Kenneth Walker is actually ascending a tier I mean, in the running back hierarchy. I think he is. I think, yeah, I think he is. I think he's, when, once you see Deep. the Kenneth Walker air yardage, did numbers, you guys you'll be see like, that? Did you guys see that deep catch? I mean, yeah, the was, wheel, I, the wheel route. Yeah, bro. I thought he was Metcalf out there. I couldn't, be, I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, if, okay. if that passing work continues, he's right there with Pollard. I mean, it's so. Uh, and then, uh, well, Jefferson, easy, easy, bud, easy with that. So Kirk was twenty five percent on the double spy. Kelly was forty percent. Jefferson was forty three percent. So I'm like, okay. This is this is a bit of a, of an exploitable spot, right? It, it's got to be. No, no, it wasn't because what did I do? I think I've literally done this from my high stakes entry every week. I played a five percent on Lamar Jackson. Good, right? Got he got thirty two points. Like oh, we're we're vibing. Oh, yeah. uh, Mark Mark Andrews also six percent owned. Not not so good. Jerome Ford ten percent owned. Good. Uh, Browns defense three percent owned. Good. All was good. I did play. Jefferson and Kelly in this lineup because when you play a stack that is sub 10% owned I think you give yourself that leeway what a dumb stupid fish I am for playing Josh Kelly like just what Jesus an absolute Christ. moron yeah, bro. what What's an that? absolute moron 
Uh, I played Josh Downs as my bring back on this team. I, I like loved his role in this game with Minshew. He was my pivot off of the Tank Dell, Jaden Reed stuff in a lot of tournaments. Um, was very happy with the role. He got nine targets, maybe 10, but just, you know, he didn't score. So whatever. I uh, played Jameer Gibbs in this lineup at 15%. He was my most owned running back play of the day in tournaments. He got all the work. I mean, he got all the work. But the passing game work wasn't there, I guess, really just because they were ahead the entire time. They only threw the ball to four players in this game. So, you know, I, I don't I feel completely fine about that. Um, I don't feel fine about this. Eight percent on River Crackcraft. I'm mm. going to give going to give myself the old F minus one on that. I mean, I should have just literally played anyone else, like just play another tight end. Do something like it's just I mean, that's terrible. Like I because I thought Crackcraft would be less owned than Barrios, and that's not what ended up happening i i read that i read that yeah, wrong. He got the, steamed. the the tout i guess i guess the the touts must have been on crackraft over Barrios because i played Barrios and some other stuff and he was less owned this lineup obviously did not cash i i still like if any given week i'm gonna be able to get lamar at five percent and andrews at five like i'm probably just gonna keep doing this like i like I, I don't know. Am I just like, am I playing bad? Like it just feels like that stack at 5% owned, especially when there's like more than enough value to go around. Like, it's not like I was playing guys with like a two target median projection to get there. Like these guys were no. like all, no, I don't think fun. you played. I, bad. I, I, I mean, don't think so. I think it's, day, I think it's a great stack in tournaments this week because the, because LA did what it did and Tyreek did what he did. Yeah. I was, like, I was never going to win. Like, you, right. Like, like when that game yeah. goes off that way and maybe that's playing bad, you know, like this is the other thing with all these Sims, like um, our, our friend Drew Dinkmeyer, like shipped everything today. Wiggins got second in, uh, I don't, or one of the big contests on FanDuel. And, you know, these guys are using the Sims that ETR is running now and using the stuff over at the solver and they they loaded up on that game, right? Like they just they they're they're loading up on that stuff. And I guess it's one of those things. Uh, Brian Brian Hooper says this to me all the time when we talk about this stuff, which is that you know sort of our our gut instinct, our 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 ball knowing brains is like, oh, you just can't play into that level of ownership. It's just bad to play a twenty five percent on quarterback. It's bad to play a forty percent on wide receiver with another thirty percent on wide receiver. But if the Sims are saying the field actually is playing this inefficiently and they should be playing into it more. And, and basically, you know, at, at what I am doing is guessing, right? Like I I'm being a, I I'm just being a, a keyboard clicking monkey saying, Oh, it gets so good. And look at these ownership percentages. And then, uh, you know, going to fucking hit the deposit button again. while while other people are playing like the giga chalk stuff, because the computers are saying it's actually not giga chalk enough. Well, here's here's a question for both of you. I mean, I haven't messed around with Sims yet, and it's like, dude, how much how much are you losing here? You know, it, 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 this kind of feels like the next iteration. You know, it's almost like poker, right? Where the solvers kind of started spitting out optimal frequencies for plays, and then you can be exploitative off those, right? Once you understand kind of what the baseline is, you you have to um, understand the contests you're playing in very well to do that. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's two things. You a need to have incredible ownership projections because any of any sim is based on ownership projections, and if your ownership projections are off, your sim results are going to be it's that that's just like poker. You, know? you need to 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 run the proper solves. You have to have a good idea of ranges. Yeah, right. But I would say there are some really good ownership projections out there that get pretty dang close. Uh, and using that, you can actually sim out and see that like, oh yeah, even though LA 
is the chalk stack. Like it's not owned enough. It's not owned enough. And um, maybe, maybe the field will sharpen up. And then a year from now, we're actually talking about how those chalk plays need to be faded again. But right now I do actually think that like, there's value in not fading that, that chalk, you know, where I think two years ago, we, we all just had these rules of like, Oh, 40% owner receiver exclude optimize. Right. Yeah. Um, And I, and I just think that's, that's the uh, you know, on the IQ meme, it's on the the left side. So. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I, I think I just maybe need to be a little bit more serious about digging into the salt, like into the Sims for the slates, because like the process that has served me well for a long time, I didn't, uh, it's, I did not have a, a top five finish in the spy or the red zone last year. And I'd had one every year for multiple years heading into that. And then obviously the same has been true, uh, this year. And, you know, I mean, on one hand, like what that means, like it's been like 30 something slates. So like, who knows, but my, my guess is, is that I'm not doing anything approximating like a very efficient plus EV play at, at this point. And so I, I want to try and play a little bit differently, even if in the end, what I decide is I think it's exploitative to play Mahomes and Kelsey when they're both 5% or Lamar and Andrews when they're both 5% because that gives you access to unique ceilings. I mean, paying up a tight end this year is just going to continue to be insanely unique because Jefferson and Tyreek are going to garner so much ownership on the slates they play and you can't really play an expensive tight end with them. But I need to I need to think more deeply about that. Uh, Sammy, let's go. What do you got? All right. Um, I, uh, I actually, it's been a, been a weird weekend around the Reed household. So, uh, I actually didn't reg in time to get into the spy. Like it was gone by last night, which I was like, Oh snap. Uh, so I threw this team in the $150 power sweep. I felt really good about the team. Uh, I did stack the Minnesota and chargers game, but I did in kind of a unique ish way. I you did. Played, you played Jordan Addison. No, I played Osborne. Oh, he got a touchdown. Yeah, well, yeah, that that's about all he did. Uh, I I went I went Herbert and Mike Williams, and then and then brought it back with Osborne, and I used a running back. So I used a three running back build, which is pretty unique in and of itself. I think about two thirds of tournament lineups tend to use receivers in the flex these days. Uh, I did Travis Etienne. He was nineteen percent. My gold star GPP play of the week, Gus Edwards, empty 51 rushing yards. Great job, Sammy. I'll bet to the be Sims. Fair, to, to be fair to you, he he did get injured. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll bet. I, the, I'll I spent, bet. He, was, he was he was one of my favorite tournament plays too, Sammy. I, yeah, I spent well. all week arguing with Liam uh, and, and Kyle Dvorak from Roto World about who we were going to start in our main event league, uh, Gus Edwards versus Jalen Warren. And uh, I got a pretty good feeling Jalen Warren where, I mean, I don't know right now the game's just starting, but I got a pretty good feeling Warren's going to beat him. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Gus Edwards did get over 48.5 rushing yards, which won me some money on prize picks. Thank you, uh, Gus Edwards. And then I played Bijan in the flex RIP IP. How, how um, owned it, was Bijan? He was 13 and a half percent. See, that is shocking to me because I figured that he would be completely unowned because Pollard would just be so popular. Yeah, that was that was my idea is is being contrarian both by playing three running backs, but then also playing um, Bijan instead of Pollard. Turns out Bijan just didn't get it done. He had like 60 total yards. 
uh, at receiver. Uh, like I said, I played Big Mike and KJ Osborne. I also played Nico Collins and Sam Laporta. So Collins was kind of like a, a, a guy that was correlated with ETN. Obviously, if Jacksonville's ahead, super reasonable assumption. RIPIP. Um, you know, they're they're going to be throwing it. And I thought Tank Dell would be really popular. So I thought going back to Nico, who's had a pretty insane role uh, so far this year, was a pretty good idea. Um, didn't work out. I did do the uh, the Laporta and Bijan little correlation there. Uh, Laporta kicked Bijan's ass, unfortunately. That was a good play, but Bijan didn't get it done. And then I played the Saints uh, DST in uh, in a, a defense, and I thought that was a really good play. I didn't think they would be widely owned. They were only 2.6%, but you know, in a spot where the Packers were really beat up, right? No Watson. I think uh, one of their linemen, Bakhtiari, I think it was, was out. You know, they were, yeah, they were, they were in a heap of trouble. And I actually thought it was a really good spot for the Saints defense. They did well. They got 10 points, but this team only scored 141. And in a slate where just a super high scoring slate uh, wasn't even close to good enough. So, uh, frankly, I thought it was a pretty well thought out lineup, but, uh, you know, we bricked. Didn't, didn't get rich. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I, I do think, one thing that I and I do this a lot, but playing the chalk game in a different way, I, I actually think maybe that's dead because, yeah, yeah, because the guys on these offenses are it, it's just too concentrated. I mean, we saw I just said, I, I mean, I don't crap. know, Gerald Everett got two touchdowns, Raheem Mostert, De- no, Devon. Par- Parham got two touchdowns, or, yeah, Parham got two touchdowns. I mean. So that the, the most the most the most a chain stuff I I just that you I I think you put that in a total alien realm honestly like that like that is just so far from anything that is projectable or repeatable I don't I I don't know maybe I'm taking the wrong lesson um I don't know maybe maybe I'm wrong but I I do it it sort of feels like you are like leveling yourself you know to be like oh I'm gonna play KJ Osborne instead of. Justin Jefferson, like I, maybe yeah. with the Chargers, I don't know. I'm with with the Chargers. Maybe it makes more sense because they have more random dudes who score touchdowns. And the Dolphins thing is different too because Waddle wasn't playing. I I don't know, but that I think maybe that might be dead because really what you're saying is I need a guy with an 11 percent target share to just run hotter than the motherfucking sun, while be still being kind of owned, right? Like what what was KJ Osborne owned? Like 12 percent. He was uh, 8%. That's yeah. probably fine. That's probably fine. Yeah. yeah. All right, I mean, we're cra- crazy enough, crazy enough, by the way, Justin Herbert, I mean, I know it's tournaments, but Herbert only 7%. Because everyone suite. just played Cousins. Literally, yeah. like cu- like Cousins was like Cousins was like a quarter of the pool. Everyone just played him instead. Yeah. Um. All right, Nate, we 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 buried the lead. You, you had a good team. You had a real sweat. I had a sweat, but unfortunately, the Bears couldn't do anything in – Chiefs only played like three quarters, so didn't didn't amount to a whole ton, but um, did end up. Um, let's see, it was like I think fifth in this small spy that I played. Um, so I went with a Herbert team, um, and the way I decided to play this game a little bit different was just to do a total onslaught. So uh, I went Herbert, Kelly, Keenan, plus Mike Williams with um uh, i did decide to do a madison bring back on this and i just thought i mean smaller field um 
And I think I just, this game was so clear and above every other game on the slate that instead of trying to pick and choose ownership, I just was like, I'll just play it differently and onslaught it. So um, Herbert came in way lower owned than expected. He was like 8.3% in this field. Uh, Keenan Allen was 15%. Uh, Mike Williams and Jay and Kelly obviously carried a ton of ownership. They were both nearly 40 uh, Madison with like 15% on the bring back. But, um, but yeah, overall onslaughts like that, I, I do think when you combine all the ownership in that way, you're going to get a little bit different um, even though it was a chalky game. And then I uh, filled it out with uh, Jaden Reed, Tank Dell, uh, Bills D and then Travis Kelsey, who I played in like almost every tournament lineup I had this week. God, the people out there need to drop what they're doing and find somebody that loves them as much as 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 much as Nate loves Jaden Reed. This is a true romance story, man. This is Dude, really great. I love to see this Jayden for Reed's you. Jaden Reed's a stud. Like he's, yeah, I I, I can't get over Jaden Reed, but I need to for the sake of my bankroll. But um, I mean, jo- the fact that I got fifth and Josh Kelly, like all game, I'm just like sitting there going, "Get me something. Get me something. Get me something." Yeah, get me literally anything. No. No, I mean I can't. And you just you just play Tank Dell and you bink. I just can't believe I played Josh Kelly in tournaments. I mean, it was just. Yeah, but yeah, you, you I, both, I did you, play you around. Both with, are just like so 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 so. I, so I did good. play around with the Sims this week, and there were two things that I w- found interesting. And one was it did challenge my thesis of like you got to have a bring back. Um, there were a lot of Sims that I was looking at with just Mahomes and Kelsey, and no bring back in Chicago. Um, and every time I would try to jam in a Chicago bring back, it would lower expected value. And so I was looking at a couple different things and yeah, I, uh, I think it was, um, who's the founder of run the Sims had a, had an interesting Twitter thread this week about testing that thesis of the bring back. Um, yeah, I saw that. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. And so I kind of played around with that a little bit. And so most of my lineups this week, I didn't actually have a bring back, um, just trying out some different stuff. And I had a couple other tournament teams that cashed as well, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Sims, I, th- I do think changes it because it takes your thesis and actually plays it against a true field versus just kind of these, I think we think in very um, binary outcomes and and very like, oh, you fade this, you do this, you don't do this, you do this. Uh, and I think every slate's a little bit different. Every time, every field is going to be a little bit different. And I think there's no way for us as humans to not, to like fully comprehend that without yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really need to get into this man. Cause like, I mean, just, just going off on a tangent, but my poker game really changed when I started getting into solver work and it just kind of like illuminated some like important concepts that I really wasn't incorporating. You know what I mean? Like just for example, like if you three bet and you flop bottom pair, like say you three bet with something like ACE five suited, right. And it comes like King queen five, like it wants you to blast the hell off, right? Because you just have like bottom pair, so you block bottom set. Your range like is such that you have kings and ace king and pocket queens and the other person doesn't. So it doesn't even matter what you have. Like you can just barrel, barrel, shove and just like win so much. And that wasn't a concept that I was necessarily using, but it wants you to have bottom pair specifically in that spot. And I think when you start playing around with these Sims like you are, Nate, and it starts illuminating new concepts, that you just aren't really aware of. It doesn't mean that you need to follow the sim exactly, but really it's going to teach you some some huge things about the player pool and just these things like you're talking about. Like we've thought we needed to bring back for years, 
And we've seen teams win with bringbacks. So we're like, oh, snap, like that's the way to do it. But teams, it are, teams are winning with bringbacks because they're doing it because good players are doing it too. That's right. like the other thing, you know, it's like maybe it's not actually in a true everyone playing. Like the other thing is that solvers to some degree are assuming that you can play optimally, right? You know, that like your 150 set is playing optimally. You know, and that and that kind of brings in a whole other, I mean, this this stuff goes so many levels deep of thinking through like what optimal actually means and then what does the knowledge of optimal uh, of of opti of uh, yeah. optimality? That can't be right. We're work on it for next week. We're, yeah, yeah, we're gonna but yeah. but yeah, I think the biggest thing that I'm that my takeaway is that each slate is different. There, like I used to have these very raw, rigid rules of like, okay, two two and one bring back two stack. Okay. Don't play double tight end ever in the flex because that just, but every slate is going to be different. And I think looking at that and, and just having a much more robust set of principles, instead of just having these very raw rules is going to be kind of the future of tournaments. And I think it's going to change each slate. Um, but it, I mean, that's, I mean, we're three weeks in, so what, what, what do we know? We'll be talking like, totally differently in a year but i love that the game is evolving and we're finding different things and finding different mm, avenues no i don't i don't love i don't love that it's evolving <laughs> so much i actually i actually would prefer to you know people just like playing running backs in the flex all the time and like the best plays like not being like i i actually nate i think you're wrong uh no you got I to think, adapt your game you got to adapt your game i don't it's like make that man i i really like 2018 2019 you know those like that i mean that's not even really the when people used to be playing their cash lineups in these single entries thinking that that was sharp, like no. yeah but but people wouldn't play like david johnson and Le'Veon bell at like 7800 you know it's those those were the good days those, man those are the they good really old days davis you know what's funny is uh, I I was just thinking about this like we have to have been doing this for almost a decade now this not even not playing like this actual show because no I was way. thinking about Probably I was close. thinking about this I've been I'm I'm married to my wife we met eight years ago and when we met I was already doing this so that was eight years ago so it's got to be pretty close that we've been doing this for a decade <laughs> god damn like Guys, how does, how does this happen this is, this is sad. What are we doing with our lives? Probably, I thought we'd fucking get out of this town, man. You know, but we're still here. We are still, still in grinding the middle. away at these $25 double ups. Oh, that is a great note to end the program. Uh, if you want to send games to the guys who played Josh Kelly in cash this week, uh, you can send them to uh, Davis Matic on DraftKings and Whirling Dervish on DraftKings. You can try and find Nate and you're not going to find him. He's not going to be able to get like you can dig. It's Nate is lost in the matrix there. Uh, you, you can do your best and uh, we will be back next week. Later, everyone.